0: Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain, you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 118 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, and we have an exciting show today. Jen Cole, do you have any news to share? Did
1: anything exciting happen for you in the last week? (laughs) Yes. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know, but Christmas was here. Just kidding. (laughs) I got engaged. How do you even like, oh my God. Yes, I got engaged on New Year's Day and I'm really, really excited. So excited. So, so exciting. And I was just telling Julie, I haven't used StreamYard in a while. And I had a whole
0: video that our countdown video that I totally forgot to use (laughs) that I created for you last night. So (laughs) what are you going to do? Hello, Christo, and Happy New Year. But before I start saying hello to our live viewers, hello, Miss Julie Riley. Welcome to the show. Hello. How
2: are you? I am good. Happy 2023. No. I got to start remembering to sign everything with that. I'm going to be signed in 2022. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah, 3 years ago. Who would have thunk we would have had the last the 3 years that we have had, hey? Oh, right? A A little weird. (laughs) It has been a ride. And so as you can imagine, Julie works for StreamYard and we're going to be talking live streaming and some fun changes that they have. And hopefully you'll walk away with some strategies and tactics to use in your podcasting and live streaming. This show is made possible by Powers of Marketing. We focus on strategic content creation, including podcast and event production hosting and emceeing. I do also want to say that we're open to outside sponsors in 2023. So if you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me at Megan at of.marketing, or you can find me on the Twitter. All right, let me read Julie's bio. Julie Raleigh is a social media strategist with 15 years of experience in digital marketing. She is the social media and community manager at StreamYard, where she manages a community of over 25,000 members. Julie is passionate about building community, teaching others the power of live video and providing solutions tailored to what each client needs. Welcome, Chris and Jim. Happy to see you. Happy New Year.
1: All right, Jen, let's kick it off. All right. So we've been hearing it be said for the last seven years that this year is going to be the year of video. So why do you think that it's video content that holds so much value?
2: You know, I think we've gotten to a point where sitting and just reading through the content, we're busy and video can be consumed in a longer form when you really have the time to sit down and consume it. But you can take this longer form and really trim it down into these short bite-sized pieces. And that's where we're really finding this consumable content that people can quickly watch on the go, on their phones, wherever they're at with the captioning services now and all of that available. You don't even have to have the audio on. you really can have it everywhere and anywhere. And it's just easier to consume.
1: Yeah, I feel like you get a lot more context when you can see facial expressions. You know, I know that when we record together like this, the whole reason that we usually do ours on Zoom is so we can, you know, feed off of each other's body language. But I think it's also cool when, you know, the audience can kind of gauge things better via body language and, you know, eyes and, you know, how you're you you're know how you're holding yourself a lot better. I think there's just, yeah, get, a lot more engaging factors.
2: You get more of the person. more of the human element. And it's not just words. You know, when you're reading words, you have to really try to hear what the person's tone and inflection was when they wrote those words. And you can turn those into something they weren't supposed to be. I mean, we see it all the time in social media posts where somebody will respond to a comment. Somebody else will get, you know, upset with their response. And they're like, wait, 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 that was not how I meant that. You read that in the wrong voice. So when you have that uh, video side Mm -hmm. of it. It's just, you get that much more human element.
1: Yeah, you know, emotion, like little emojis can only go so far. And then if you're just a person who has a short, like a shorter response style, like I know even in Slack, like getting used to the way coworkers communicate, a lot gets lost in translation. If you don't know that person well enough to understand this or that about them, I mean, you can get easily offended or think that they don't like you.
2: Yes. You know, you know sometimes we're, we're just busy. We're in a hurry and you yeah. give that short, fast response because you're busy and in a hurry and Yeah. It, Exactly. Really taken out of context. Um, it really can yeah, for sure. But, you know, and I think there's something to be said over getting to know somebody better. You know, we always say it's that marketing 101, no like trust. I, I mean, it's has yep. been touted <laughs> for years, but you really can get to know them so much faster in that video element than you can any other way.
1: Yep. I definitely agree with that. That's for sure.
2: So
0: I also want to point out, like, this is a sponsored show. We're not trying to make it salesy, but I think that StreamYard really pioneered really high quality live stream broadcasting, multi-streaming for the world. So I just want to point that out up front. But I would like to know what made StreamYard create a product that's specifically geared towards podcasters?
2: Yeah, so when StreamYard really got started, they wanted to be the easiest way to create professional-looking live streams. And the purpose behind that was when they really started going out there and looking at what there was available for professional live streaming streaming, There were only a couple of options available. Everything else towards live streaming was really aimed towards the gamer market and you know, they were like, we need some other options available on the market for those that are not gaming, those that are doing the professional side of streaming. And that was where it started as the easiest way to create professional looking live streams. They then really transitioned that into the easiest way to create professional looking video, adding in more editing ability. And there's more on the way adding in more of the recording ability and as that built onto the recording side of it, they realized there was such a great market here to reach into the podcasting market that the ability, so many podcasters for a while were using Zoom or other tools so they could get the local recording so they could get those individual pieces that make the editing easier. Mm -hmm. We all know on the podcasting editing, you've got audio, you know, clipping things out. You've got to splice it all back together, but getting those individual recordings versus having one long single recording and then trying to modify and edit, especially if you have a guest whose audio may not have been as equal as yours. uh, You're trying to then put this podcast together for audio only. And the editing was a lot harder. So by adding in that local recording feature, you now get the individual recordings from each guest on your show. So your editing is so much easier. And it opens up a whole new market, of course, as well, that now we can really be that easiest way to create professional content.
0: Right. And we set that for the local to record locally on each person's, but also we will get each audio file for each person individually. Like I'll get that on my end as the owner of the account, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah. You'll get at the end of the show with the local recordings, we'll hang on for a few minutes and it allows those local recordings to upload to you. What that does is so like today you're having a little bit of internet issues. You will get a clean recording without your internet issues causing any blips or blurps. And you then can put this all back together, repurpose it, for other use cases. So you get that really clean recording versus just your internet cloud recording that might have some of those internet issues in there.
1: Gotcha, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Never even thought about that. I think that that's fantastic. That's gonna be great for editing purposes, for sure, for our guy. So what are some Mm -hmm. examples of ways that viewing a podcast via live stream can be more engaging than simply listening to content in traditional podcast form, do you think?
2: Well, you know, when you're viewing it, live, you're getting that live element. You're getting that Mm human. You're seeing everything that's going on with it. You can comment in the comments. You're getting that interaction back. You know, we know Jim and Chris are both here and watching. We've got another Chris joining in. What's Chris? So you can really interact back with your audience and it becomes more of a full conversation going on and they feel like they're a part of being there with you and they're not just hearing it. You know, I love podcasts when I'm on the go, when I'm like in my car, when I'm out like running or something like that. But when I'm sitting at my desk and watching something, I want to feel like I'm part of this conversation. I want to feel like I can ask a question or really interact with what's going on. And that's what you get with the live element of it.
1: Yeah, I really love that, too. Like sometimes I'll still um, I'll tune into to Jessica's um, show on Tuesdays with, you know, with now marketing. I love watching her show. I don't get to watch it very often. But when I do get to watch it, it's fun to, like you said, just kind of have it on in the background while I'm working. But if I have something valuable that I can add in and be part of that conversation and then that, you know, that as the audience can add a little extra value and perspectives that other people haven't even considered or experienced themselves before. So it's just it's another value add. It's uh, giving people ownership of the conversation. It's a really great way to keep people learning and keep them engaged.
2: It is. And I enjoy watching the conversations that happen with each other too. I've seen business deals happen in the comments. I've seen networking, you know, (laughs) situations happen where people are like, oh my gosh, you're doing this and I'm doing this and let's talk after the show. Let's connect our emails and let's, you know, have a whole side conversation. And so I think there's so much value there for those that are watching.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, oh, that's so cool to see that kind of thing. Collabs just sprouting as we speak. It's, it's amazing. Chris's get together afterwards and let's see if you guys can (laughs) be besties. I'm pretty sure you guys already know each other. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, <believe> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, and please go ahead. And if you have any questions for Miss Riley, please put them in the comments. So normally I do every other, I'd say normally for the first four and a half years, I did every other episode live. The fall got kind of weird with events and things kind of dropped off. And so now I'm going to be more intentional about doing that. But also Jen is usually not on the lives. And so we'll we'll talk yeah. about that. But whenever Jen's on a show, we normally have a little brain break. And so, So I thought um, it would be fun, since we know, um, Julie, we're all friends, that we could have a little brain break and talk about what is your focus word for the year. I have a feeling, based on knowing um, you ladies for a little while and who our friends are who do such things, that everyone likely has one. Jen, what's your word?
1: Well, it's funny because I don't normally do words. I do kind of do themes though and things that I want to focus on. Last year was very much um, a growing year for me and just really reestablishing myself in my new job was a big thing. But this year, I'm really working on financial health and that kind of stuff. So that's a big, I know engaged, sure. (laughs) So that's going (laughs) to, might put a little damper on that financial health part of the thing. But you know, in the background, it's definitely a huge focus. How can I still, maintain and grow back into some financial health, you know, that I lost during my divorce and other circumstances. And so that is something that I really want to focus on. So I guess it's kind of a word. It's a concept. Okay. No, I love that.
0: We have a couple of questions. Thank you, Chris and and Bruce. We'll get to those um, here in just a a minute. Julie, what's yours?
2: Mine is relax. You know, I think it's so easy. We get caught up in all the hustle and all the go and all the constant. And, you know, I work a lot. I love what I do but I do work a lot of hours with it and social media. It doesn't really shut off ever. So uh, (laughs) I need that balance of everything. So really taking that time to go close the laptop, relax, you know, go spend some time with my family, go do a trip, really just be more intentional about disconnecting. I took a cruise in November and for the very first time since I I, I mean, the first time I can remember in any kind of digital world, okay. I did not have internet. I did not have a cell phone connection. I did not buy the internet on the cruise. I didn't take my laptop with me. I nice. had no digital connection. I had my phone with me so I could have the app for the cruise on there because we needed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Zero digital connection the entire time. The first couple of days were a little unnerving, but as I got into it, and I learned to relax. I really found this peace with going, it's okay that my email hasn't been checked and it's okay that I haven't looked at Slack and it's okay that Mm -hmm. I haven't checked everything because I set up all the systems in place to ensure that it was being covered while I was gone. So really just being more intentional about finding that time to relax.
0: Nice. Oh, well, that's a great segue because actually my word is intentional. I'm going to be more intentional about all the things I do personally, professionally, physically. You know, I have the I'm, and I'm going month by month setting just little things for me to do each month too, rather than trying to tackle any one big thing. But really being intentional, too, about how I keep in touch with my friends and family. And, and um, I want to normalize not having it be weird when you get a text from someone that says, hey, can we have a phone call? You know, like, because you always just assume something's wrong. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I want to (laughs) normalize I'm talking on the phone again. Uh, All right. So Chris Stone asks, are you all going to be at PodFest this month? I am not. I don't believe Janice. Julie, are you going?
2: I am. StreamYard will be there. So we are sponsoring PodFest. We've got a booth and there's going to be four of us from the team there. And we're really excited. We'll get in on the 25th and... And I'm going to stay a couple extra days and go hit Disney solo after. Oh, oh my God. That yeah, would be so I, much fun. I considered it. I looked at it because
0: for those who have, haven't heard listening to and other shows that I do, I have been downsized. So I am currently without full-time employment. So I have the time, but I need to be care- more careful about the finances. So um, yeah. who knows? I may get a wild hair um, and end up going. But I figured like one podcast conference a year is probably going to be um, my max for this you know, last, whatever, for between last year and this year. All right. So Bruce wants to know, is it easy to have guests join without a waiting room? Thank Clubhouse for streaming video. I know what the answer is, but Julie, why don't you answer this?
2: Yeah. So for guests joining your screen, depending on what plan you are on, you can have up to 12 guests in your studio, but only 10 on screen at a time. So it's not really intended to be a clubhouse type room that you fill with loads of people and you've got multiple conversations going back and forth. It is really meant to be more of a stream two. I mean, you can fill a room with, with 10 people if you have the pro plan. Uh, if you're on the basic plan, it is eight. I believe, nope, it might also be 10. The free plan is limited. I can't remember the exact numbers. I'd have to go look those up. But you can, you know, look at our pricing page and it tells you exactly. But up to 10 is the max on screen at a time. So it's not really meant to be that kind of situation. But to invite them, it is simply just a link. And it's one link that you can invite with. And at the bottom of your screen, when you're in the studio, there's an invite button. It pulls up a link. You send that link to whoever you want to join in and they can join.
0: Yeah. And then from my perspective, as the person who owns the studio, I see when people join, I see them, you know, in black and white, like in the bottom of the screen, and then I can click to add, you can add and remove people and change the layout throughout the show. Because of my connectivity issue, I'm not. I'm trying to not play with the layout too much anymore because it's, it's like 30 seconds later that it happens. It's bananas. So awesome. All right. Let's continue on, Jen.
1: All right. So one thing we have talked about is, you know, creating more content with our shows, but we've both been so busy. We haven't really utilized all of this incredible content like we could. So are there any new features in StreamYard that make it easier to
2: do that? Well, I think, you know, you can really start to batch it out if you're not doing live always. So if you're needing to create content, you can use the recording feature and you can sit there and batch record, you know, go change your shirt real fast. You change the color of your lipstick and then you don't look like yeah. the same recording in one day. Uh, right. So you can kind of batch record and cool. use that content for repurpose later. One of the things that we have is a pre-recorded live option. And what that does is if you had a guest who couldn't be your guest at the time of your show. If your show was every Wednesday at 2 p.m., but Mm -hmm. you couldn't have your guest on Wednesday at 2 p.m., they're in another country and... That's like the middle of the night for them or they're traveling or whatever reason they can't be. You can pre-record that and then send it still out as a pre-recorded live at your showtime. Now, what wow. I always say is I preface that is tell people this is a pre-recorded yeah. live. Don't try to play it off as you are live because they're going to be asking questions in the comments. They're going to be interacting. Yeah. And if they're not getting any interaction back from you, they're going to be like, geez, that's weird. They they normally talk back and... It, I. They're just sitting there going. I also try to be in the comments... At that time, saying, Hey, this was a pre recorded live because our guest was in Australia and it's the middle of the night, but I'm here. If you have any questions, let us know. We'll answer any that we can. And if you have any for the guest, I'll send them to them later and come back and answer you. So I always still try to add that interaction back, but it gives you that ability. Now, there is something coming soon. I can't (laughs) say exactly what, but it will be first quarter of this year. I am hoping even this month that will. Add another element to your repurposing ability. So right now we've added in trimming. So you can go down at the end of your show and you can say, you know what? There was this really awesome nugget of wisdom from my guest between two minutes and three minutes. And I want to take that one minute clip. I'm going to trim down to that for that guest and I'm going to be able to repurpose that other places. There will be a new added element to that repurposing ability
1: coming soon. Oh, that's so fun. Uh Can't wait to hear what it is. So that's well, all I can I, Yeah, I thought I saw something
2: <laughs>
0: though that you also have clipping. So like it sounded to me like it maybe work a little bit like Headliner does, like where you could clip out
2: sections yeah. of video. To, yeah, So you can like, go, that's where you can kind of go in and you can trim. We, we called it trimming, but you can go find those pieces of video so you can see the whole thing. But when you also have your local recordings enabled, that's where then you can say, I only want this trimmed piece from... Jen, or I only want this trimmed from Julie um, versus the whole screen trimmed, you can now trim down with your individual guest recordings as well. Very good.
0: Awesome. So the thing about live shows in the, it depends on, we don't get the volume of viewers uh, that, uh, that a lot of shoes do, but I, I noticed that I struggle a little bit with what to pull out from the contributions from the audience so like but there's a specific question that i think is good i'm totally gonna bring it in and do do you have any tips for how to not disrupt the flow so that it still adds value i mean because i want to i want to make our viewers and our feel feel valued and recognized but also want to make it still a really good experience because it is a audio first thing that we're doing here right So do you have any tips?
2: I think what you could do is if you started kind of teaching your audience that you're going to still be there for them, you know, and it's kind of a training element, the more you get the uh, regular audience, the more you will get them kind of trained up. Now you'll have newbies that'll come in, but you can always preface like in your show and like, hey, that's an awesome question. I'm going to come back to that. We have a starred comment feature for the host. The host can star comments and it will pull them into a separate tab. So if you hit the little star button on a comment, you'll see now it'll create a starred comment tab for you. And you can hold all of those right there. So if you have a lot of comments happening, they won't get lost in the feed and you're going, oh my gosh, I know there was a question. I can't find it. So then you're kind of stumbling through trying to find that question. Question. You just star okay. them as you see them, and then you can come back and go. Okay, so Joe, you know, da, 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 whatever your question was, let's address that now with our guest. <laughs> as he says, that's what I've been forgetting. Changing the color of your lipstick. <laughs> you know, have to work on that. We're gonna have to get you. Uh, I'm gonna send you some new lipstick colors. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, cool.
1: (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Okay, so for our listeners who might be thinking about launching their own new podcast in the new year, what are a couple of tips that you would give them to keep in mind as they build out their strategy?
2: So really think about what your show is going to be about, what the focus is. So it's not all over the place. You really want a conversation that's going to be happening, you know, whether it's marketing, whether it's fitness, whether it's Amazon Live. What are you talking about? And it doesn't have to be so narrowed down that then you're going, oh my gosh, I'm running out of topics. But you don't want it to be, okay, today I'm talking about marketing and tomorrow I'm talking about fitness. And then three days from now, I'm going to talk about cooking. And you're so all over the place that people are like, I don't know what I'm tuning into any longer. So really right. figure out what your area of focus is going to be. Are you going to be a guest? Host show, are you going to have guests on? Who do you want to reach out to for guests? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to have days where you're just talking, where you've you got a topic, you've got it written out, you've got it planned, what you're going to be talking about and talking through it. So kind of getting through what the framework of your show is. Once you build that framework, you have, you say, okay, I'm going to talk about marketing. I'm going to have guests. Now you start reaching out to your guests. You go, "I'm going to record on these days, you know, set up your calendar so people can book time with you to record. Make it easy for your guests. The easier you make it for them, the more guests you will get. You know, you don't want to complicate it. I've had conversations with people who have invited me on a show and and it's been a very like pulling teeth trying to go, "Okay, uh, can you send me a calendar invite? Can you give me the link to the sh-? like you're trying to get all of this out of them and you're going, "Oh my gosh, like this This was exhausting as a guest. So don't make it exhausting for your guests. Make it easy for them. The easier it is for them, you're going to have them showing up and coming. Prep them. Say, please have headphones, please have a quality microphone. If you don't have a quality microphone, make sure that you're using the Apple earbuds with the microphone, but don't have jewelry on. So it's not rubbing against that kind of these little tips and tricks that you'll learn over time. The thing about a podcast is it is audio first. You want a good picture, but that is secondary to the audio. So you want to ensure that there's good quality audio. Ask them, please do not use your built-in microphone on your laptop. It is just not going to provide good quality audio at any point. But have these all planned and written so when your guest is scheduled, then you can send that to them easily and be like, here is what you need as a guest and what we want you to do. Restart your computer (laughs) before the show. Make sure all of your audio and all your equipment is working. And it's also a good reminder for you as a host you'll be able to go through and go, okay, this is my host checklist as well. And then you go, am I going to do this live or am I going to just record it? And you can kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm guilty
0: of, I used to be really good about rebooting before every show and I've admittedly slacked off. So yeah, and I tell, I tell that to our guests, don't have too many windows open, be on a wired
2: line if you can, you know, all of these things do as I say, don't do as I do, I guess. (laughs) It happens, you know, but this will be a good reminder for you to get back on it, you know, and kind of I've I've always got a checklist. And for a long time, it was a like, let me go down my checklist, then it became a mental checklist. And then I've kind of reverted back to going, no, I'm really going to just go through my checklist every time and go, okay, headphones, mic computer's restarted, lighting is on. I go through my checklist and and make sure that everything's in place.
0: No, for sure, for sure.
2: All right, we like to ask every guest as a
0: standing question, what is a good business book um, that our guests recommend? Julie, what's your book?
2: Yeah. So I just uh, finished this one not too long ago. I did the audio version and it's Personality Isn't Permanent. Break free from self-limiting beliefs and rewrite your story. And it's by Benjamin Hardy. And it was really good.
0: All right. Awesome. That's uh I like I like books that are, I mean, that's like a self-help book. It kind
2: of was. There's Just a lot of business, business element thing. to it. If you're familiar with neurolinguistic programming, NLP, there's a lot of NLP undertones into there about reframing how you're approaching things and how you're, you know, talking and how you're going about it. So it kind of was personal development slash business side. Gotcha.
0: Very good. Well, I'm a fan of StreamYard and I'm really happy that we were able to have you on the show and teach our listeners a little bit more about how they may be. It's funny because I have family who always say, oh yeah, I watched your podcast and it makes me laugh because I'm like, well... I mean, you watched us recording it, but did you watch our podcast? Because podcasts are audio, you know, like. It's <laughs> and so and then I tell them, you know, there's there's twice as many episodes out there. Um, if you want to go to a podcast platform, you could listen to them all. And on that, I do have another podcast for those who don't know called Trade Show Talk. And it is about the meetings and events industry, not just about trade shows, but we also cover a lot of really good just basic business stuff. And um, last episode of 22 is in my top three of my all-time favorite episodes ever in the 150 whatever that I've hosted. So if you are struggling with how to plan for the new year, it's a really... Courtney Stanley is the guest and um, she just gives like a really lovely, doable way to look back at what you did last year and try to move forward and make change possible. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Trade show talk. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. And Miss Jen Cole, congratulations to you and Tim Larson on your engagement. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right, friends. I appreciate everyone who was here with us live and those watching the replay and um, listening on. the the podcast or watching the replay videos. Thank you so much. And we will get to questions and comments as those come in as well. I promise. All right, friends, this has been episode 118 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time.